I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, rabbits. Hello one, hello all, round 17 is here, the second bye week, uh, ramping up towards finals, trades running out left, right and centre, uh, stats galore, no standalone teamless Tuesday podcast on Tuesday because we only have the four games, we will cover that really quickly now before we head forward into standard proceedings with the listener Q&A, captains, hot takes, uh, you name it, we've got it. The first game, the Seagulls taking on the Raiders and look, both sides on very, very polar opposites as to how they're performing right now. Uh, the Seagulls absolutely flying. They are going to be missing uh, Daly Cherry Evans and Trom Travojevic, but they do get a couple of ins, uh, whereas the Raiders have uh, a couple of outs through injuries and uh, origin duties, and they have a couple of ins as well, but more inexperienced for the Raiders. The Seagulls line up with one of the biggest unearthed gems in the Supercoach, Ruben Garrick at fullback. Jason Saab on the wings with Moses Suli, Morgan Harper and Brad Parker in the centres. Kieran Four and Dylan Walker in the halves. A very, very interesting halves pairing there uh, with both sort of natural sixes pairing up. will be interesting to see how they go with Taniela Pasika and Martin Tapao in the front row. Lock and Croker at nine. Hamwell Olakowatu, Carl Lawton in the back row. And Sean Kepi at 13 with Kust Travojevic, uh, DeLewis and Sipley on the bench. For the Raiders, they have Xavier Savage coming in to make his official NRL debut after uh, that mishap with him being the 18th man, with Sammy Valame and Jordan Rapana on the wings, Jared Croker, Sebastian Chris in the centres, Matt Frawley and Sam Williams in the halves, Emre Gula, Damaris Louis at prop forward, Josh Hodgson at 9, Corey Hadawira-Naira and Hudson Young at 12 and 11 respectively, Ryan Sutton at lock, with Starling, Ryan James, Soliola and Joe Tarpany on the bench. This one, I see it playing out pretty sand. I think that the, the Seagulls have too much mustard to compete with the Raiders who are very, very struggling down in 13th. I think that uh, is very, very surprising considering a lot of teams, sorry, a lot of people would have had the Raiders and this team competing for the top four and it just hasn't been there. I think the loss of Charles and Kluxar has hurt them drastically. We obviously see Bally Simerson come out with injury. Uh, Elliot Whitehead as well, Jack White and Josh Papali'i with origin duties and I just can't see the young cohort of talent that they're bringing in to really compete with uh, this melee juggernaut. And I think the the forward pack is going to lay a good foundation for them. And uh, the six and seven, they're not going to work too well, I think, in terms of um, in terms of pairing together. But I think they can combine well with Kieran, with Ruben Garrick at fullback. The Rabbitohs and the Cowboys, the Rabbitohs line up with Blake Taff at fullback, uh, Alex Johnson, Tane Mill in the wings, Braden Burns, Campbell Graham at three and four, Walker and Reynolds in the halves, Mark Nichols, Tom Burgess, and Benji Marshall up front, Keon Kulamatangi, Jaden Sewer in the back row, Harm Sally at 13 with Liam Knight, Jacob Hoss, Patrick Mago, and Pete Marmazulius on the bench. For the Cowboys, we see Dejan Arcee at fullback, Kyle Felt and Murray Tualangi on the wings, Javid Bowen and Lemueli in the centres, Drinkwater and Deedon in the halves, Hess, Robson, McLean in the front row, Wright and Dunn in the back row, Tamalala at 13 with Granville, Gilbert, Burr and Heimel Luki on the bench. Uh, I think the Rabbos are going to be way, way too strong for this. 
pretty uh, pretty safe bet, I think, here. The bookmakers do suggest that as well, $1.15. Uh, this one has been moved to McDonald Jones Stadium. I don't think that's going to have too much impact being in Newcastle. But, yeah, it's very, very good to see that uh, Blake Taft plays fullback, which sees... Cody Walker stay at six. I think he's playing his best footy recently, and the experiment of him at fullback I don't think worked out as well as people would have hoped. I think Wayne Bennett's really saw that as well. Alex Johns, another one who continues to pump out fantastic scores. Campbell Graham has been named uh, and has been playing fantastically for people that went the pod move on him. For the Cowboys, I don't really think there's a whole lot to talk about here. I mean, Dejan Arce at fullback, uh, replacing Valentine Holmes, who will be playing Origin. Uh, we also see uh, Hamiso Tabuafido play out with Origin as well in the in the forward pack. Jason Tamalolo had a, an okay game last week for Supercoach standings, nothing at his best. Um, but yeah, I think for the for the Cowboys here, it's just going to be a, a case of how many points, not if they're going to get the win, how many they're going to get put on them. Uh, another game with how many points are going to get put on you here. The Bulldogs taking on the Roosters, the ten favourites. Uh, they have a couple of outs with Angus Crichton, Daniel Saluka Fafita, Fletcher Baker, and James Desco all out. Uh, but they do see one of the best non-playing fullbacks, in my opinion. Joey Manu comes back into slot there. I think Joey Manu is sensational at fullback. He'll be a sneaky pick for me for captain options this week. If you did pick him up for Classic or if you're only for Draft, I think Joey Manu will be a, a fantastic captain option this week. It's a bit of a pod move. Daniel Tupo and Matt Icavalo on the wings, no chance changes there. Uh, we do see one change. We see Billy Smith come in to the centres. Uh, we see him pairing up with Josh Morris. The Hals, we see Sam Walker, Andrew Hutchinson. Up front, CSU Takiaho, Jad Rui Hardgraves, Sam Verrills, with Isaac Liu and Satili Tupanua in the back row with Victor Radley at 13. Lachlan Lamb, Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher, and Ben Thomas on the bench. For the Bulldogs, it's Nick Meany, Corey Allen, and Katoa on the wings. With Will Hopwide, Aaron Shop in the centres, Halves are Flanagan Avarillo. Uh, the front row is Jack Hetherington, Luke Thompson, and Sione Katoa. Corey Waddell, Joe Simpson in the back row, Josh Jackson at 13. Uh, Blondie Auto, Napa, Ogden, and Atoni on the bench. As I said, I think this one is a pretty clear-cut uh, decision. It's a case of uh, how many points that uh, Joey Manu, Daniel Tupo, uh, Sam Walker, the likes, are going to put up on this uh, Bulldog side, as a side that considered 66 points to nil last week, and a side that is uh, severely in struggle street. The Sharks taking on the Warriors. The Sharks don't have uh, a host of changes. Thankfully, they're going to hold the same side that played the Broncos last week and went down in that shock loss. They line up with Will Kennedy at fullback, with Ronaldo Molotalo and Sione Katoa on the wings, Will Chambers, Jesse Raymond in the centres, Connor Tracy, and Sean Johnson at 6-7. and seven. The front row is Aiden Tolman, Aaron Woods, Blake Braley, Britton Nakora, and Teague Wilton at the 11 and 12. Toby Rudolph at 13, Trindle, Talakai, Williams, and Henley Newelli on the bench. For the Warriors, they see Reese Walsh come back into the side, Dalman Tennis Lesniak, and Roger Tuavasa Shek on the wings. Rocco Berry and Marcella Montoya uh, in the centres. Cody Nicarima, Sean O'Sullivan at 6 and 7. Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan, Matt Lodge in the front row. Eli Katoa, Bally Siren, and Jazz Tavanga. Uh, Kane Evans, Armour, Afoa, and Murdoch Masilla on the bench. A couple of big talking points for the Warriors here. As we said, Reese Walsh comes back into the side. Uh, we also see Roger Tuovas-Shek move back to the wing. We see Sean O'Sullivan come in uh, for Chad Townsend. Adam Fanua Blake will pair his new front row partner with Matt Lodge, who I think is going to be a fantastic uh, addition for them. And they also see Jazz Tavanga come into 13 with the injury to Tohu Harris. The way I see this one playing out, I think the Warriors might edge this one, actually. I like the Warriors here at $2.60. Uh, a little bit of an upset. The Sharks have a lot of talent on paper, uh, but I just think that's yeah, the fact that the, the Sharks are not on a down so much to speak, but I'm um, not too really confident with them. And the way they're playing recently, the Warriors 
uh, did have a, a loss last week, but I think the inclusion of Reese Walsh is really going to help boost them. And uh, I really like the Matt Lodge signing. I think that's a fantastic pickup for the Warriors as well. Alrighty, with team lists out of the way, let's move into the good stuff. The Supercoach preview. We're going to kick things off with the buy, holds, and the sells. All right, kicking things off on the buy list. Look, teams are getting sort of skewed and skewed, and it's making these a little bit harder, but there's a couple of guys that have piqued my interest. Uh, first is Cody Nicarima. If you picked him up last week, you reversed your trades with the injuries. I still think he's a fine player to pick up. Uh, rocks or diamonds in the halves, but with the way Supercoach is going this year, I definitely think the those kind of players are the way to go. These guys that have a pretty high ceiling, uh, but do have a pretty devastating floor. Uh, the Warriors have a pretty gross run uh, for the next three weeks. I mean, they've got the Sharks, the Roosters, and the Panthers, I think, from memory. But after that, it opens up drastically. So if you can get through those, um, yeah, you've got a fantastic run with Cody Walker. Uh, Daniel Tupo, I really like picking him up. One for the buy numbers, but I think he's a fantastic fourth, fifth, sixth center wing option in your team. He's had three scores below 45 all year. And for a guy with as much attacking upside as he does, uh, I really like picking him up as, a, as an option for the buy round, but also... Uh, as a, like I said, a fourth, fifth, even sixth center wing option, depending on how stacked your teams are. Uh, Sean Johnson makes his way back into this buy list. Uh, yeah, really, really good three-round, five-round average. I think it's around 70. SJ, he's going to be a fantastic reserve option in your halves um, as your second halfback or second five-eighth. And uh, the Sharks have a, a pretty okay run as well. Uh, on the hold list, I do have Tohu Harris. I think there's just too many teams that have him and too many teams are going to be holding him for you to go against the grain here. And a guy in your size that you're going to be needing for the run homes. Uh, but yeah, I just think Tohu Harris is probably a sensible hold uh, moving forward. I've also got Jerome Luai. He is injured, but I've also got in brackets here. What is the point in selling him? He's bottomed out in price. He's under 400k. You're not going to really see too much upside um, from selling him. I don't think there's too many other options. Unless you're trading him out for someone like an SJ, uh, I'd be waiting on Luai. And another man that I've got as a wait and see, it's Adam Fenua Blake. Obviously a pretty popular trading option last week, but a lot of people would have reserved, reversed, sorry, uh, with the Matt Lodge news. And I think that's he did play big minutes last week and scored fantastically, but I just want to see it one more week with uh, four forwards on the bench and, and Matt Lodge. I just want to see his output. Uh, for the cells, I've got Dane Laurie, just a guy that has been very solid for us. Uh, I've mentioned him as a sell a couple of weeks, but I think um, with the Tigers, just not having the creative output that we need for them to get Laurie. Look, scored a try on the weekend, fantastic. But bank the cash, you've made move on. Luke Thompson, he's had no scores over 60 since Josh Jackson has returned. So, yeah, we'd be looking to move him on as a luxury trade. I think this is for the guys that have held uh, a couple of trades up their sleeve and the guys that are competing at the top of the overall ladders. I just think Luke Thompson, there's some better options to to move for him. And Bally Simmons, no surprise here with the injury that he's got. Uh, I think you just move him on. The, the move to him at fullback worked out well for a week, but it just hasn't uh, improved, unfortunately. A couple of guys here that I do want to touch on um, that I guess are a little bit left field. Connor Tracy, Teague Wilton, and Wade Egan. Now, Connor Tracy moves into the six this week, uh, but even at the center spot, he's been putting out pretty good scores and a good attacking option. I think you could do worse than picking him up as a pod move and, and straying away from the pack. He's available at half and 5'8 um, as well. Uh, Teague Wilton, uh, the Cronulla Sharks seem to love him. He's putting out consistent 60s, and if you need a, a just a safe pair of hands, if you're looking to to upgrade someone that isn't playing. Let's say you have someone like a, a Jackson Pine, for example, that hasn't been scoring fantastic. You can move him on to Teague Wilton. Uh, and Wade Egan, I think he is getting better and better as the weeks go by with his attacking output. So uh, if you're looking for a number nine, now that my favorite man, Jeremy Marshall King, is out for a couple of weeks, uh, I think Wade Egan definitely could be a popular shout to boost the numbers for Origin. Captain of the Oz. 
Now, I think captains this week are going to pretty much pick themselves, but there is a few uh, decent pot options, I think, moving forward. Look, no surprise here that Ruben Garrick is going to top the list for the VC option. Uh, you're going to get a free VC to look this week, and Ruben Garrick at fullback, we know what he did last time he scored. And I think, personally, anything over like 80 this week is going to be definitely worth a loop. So if Garrick can find similar form to how he played at fullback, then... Uh, yeah, definitely, a, a, probably the, the strong VC option. The Rabbitohs taking on the Cowboys. I think this one has Cody Walker written all over it. If you don't own Garrick, uh, like myself, I think chucking the VC on Cody Walker uh, will be great, or even just chucking the straight captaincy on him. Uh, definitely get behind that play. The Roosters and the Bulldogs, as I touched on, I think Joey Manu is going to be a pretty sneaky uh, captain option here. If you're one of the guys that own him as a pod move, or even in a draft sense, I think uh, Joey Manu is going to be one of the exciting players to look at this week, especially watching him at fullback. I love watching Manu play fullback. And for the Sharks and Warriors, you can go with either of the halves here, I think. SJ or Cody, not going to fault you either way. Or even uh, taking a chance on young Reese Walsh if he is in your team. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. All right, in recent weeks, these have been going about as good as my Supercoach season. It's just all falling downhill. But just to recap, last week we had Tedesco under 70, which got up. We had Cody Nicarima to go over 80, didn't play, so chalk that one up as a void. We had Sean Johnson to go over 85, I think he got like 75. And we had Ponga to go over 100, and he got 97. So, yeah, very, very close to getting a clean sweep this week. But, um, yeah, not to be. We fire again and move forward. This week, Cody Walker over 120 points, coming into his own. Uh, I think playing some fantastic footy up against the Cowboys, who leak a lot of points. So, um, yeah, going to take Cody Walker to go over 120. I've spoken about how much I love watching him play fullback. I'm going to go Joe Manu over 80 points, and I'm also going to go young Reese Walsh to go over 80 points as well. So, Cody Walker over 120, Joe Manu over 80, and Reese Walsh over 80. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. As well. All right, we move into a pretty lengthy listener Q&A this week. I wanted to extend it out because it's bye week. A lot of people are going to have a lot of questions uh, and a lot of things they want to get sort of off into the open, and hopefully I can help. Uh, first question is going to come from Care Careflocks. I don't know how to... I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Currently top 4K, four trades left. Should I give up on the overall and focus on head-to-head uh, or just strategize? Well, uh, probably just go overall, man. Like, if you're in the top 4K, I know there's a fair gap. Um, between the guys in top 1k and the top sort of 10 so probably just look to wave the white flag move on to head to head uh ax1 montage says who is a must buy keeper right now um i mean cory hadawiranaira is probably going to be the best option i can think of off the top of my head um he'll be in a lot of people's teams to run home he'll play uh round 17 uh, you could look at the the cronulla and warriors boys as well nikorima and johnson as we touched on um, Bio Rob King says TPJ hold or sell Haas and IPAP currently front row forward plays um, depending on who the other options you have are if you have like a Matt Lodge on the bench I think you could just sell TPJ and move forward um, I'm just worried about TPJ's output when he comes back from injury and what Kevin Walters is going to do with him uh, Matthew Barnett says thoughts on Carl Lawton I've been pretty clear I want to avoid Carl Lawton uh, a host of people to come back in I think take minutes away from him uh, Marks, X marks the spot says who are the best two RFs uh, look I man I've touched on this 
uh, in a previous podcast, but uh, Angus Crichton, David Fafita, Tohu Harris are the three standouts. Then you can move down to you guys like your yeah, Corey Hadaway and Naira's, Ryan Madison's in that next bracket. They're probably the five that I would go with. Uh, Cody Cade says, SJ, Nicarim, or Reynolds for the run home. I prefer Nicarim if you can get through the gross draw that they have for the next two weeks. Uh, uh, Liam Appleyard says, fullback pairing for the run home. Who's your man? We'll touch on this in my trades, man, but I'm going Turbo and Reese Walsh. Uh, Levi Parker, 96, says, Gutho to Ponga or Pap for the run home? I would have said Pap. Uh, sorry, I would have said Ponga because of, I think he had more upside. But seeing him on the weekend, not goal kicking, sort of put a spanner in the works. And I'd probably chuck Pap ahead of KP. Uh, Alex Briggs says, is Saab a keeper for the rest of the year? I mean, I would say yes, but don't bring him in. He is the most popular bought player this week, and I just don't understand why. Uh, a lot of people are jumping on the 160, but no turbo there this week, because I think it's going to affect him. And we've got to remember, apart from his like 160 score on the, on the weekend, he had a 67 the week before that, he had a 26 the week before that, a 42 and a 30. So there's been three pretty dismal scores uh, from Sabi. When he doesn't score, we know he's Charlie Stane's levels of shit, so I would not be going Jason Saab as a buy. But if he's in your team, yeah, I'd be holding on. Uh, BW Main asks, no Harris, Simonson, or Sawali, Luai's injury have fucked me. What should I do? I have seven trades. Probably look at clearing out, uh, Simonson. I'd be holding Harris. Sawali is sort of, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think that Sawali is on Trent Robinson's radar, and he's been a little bit of a bust this year. Not so much of his output, but from what people expected. So, look, man, you're in the same boat as me. A lot of injuries, just clench your button and hope tight it's uh it's yeah when injuries happen they're, they're never fun but probably managing them the best and it's just trying to build the best squad you can man with your seven trades uh William Davis asked Daniel Saifidi may be out next week do you think Jacob Saifidi is a chance to play big minutes I've never been too confident on, on Adam O'Brien and his ability to play his forwards respectable minutes we know that Mitch Barnett suffered uh David Clemmer hasn't played fantastic mins if you're looking at him from a classic standpoint absolutely not if you're looking at him from a draft standpoint maybe an okay plug and play for a week uh Karts 3185 says Mortalo or Tupo as a center wing to bring in for the matchups as a six gun center wing I prefer Tupo just with that more solid base, but Molotalo can go ballistic, so it's a case of whether you want to go a safer pick or one that's going to probably have a higher ceiling. Uh, J underscore Hardyman, is Daniel Super I buy this round or next? I just touched on that. I'm going to pick him up this week, man. I think just with the numbers that he's going to boost um, and the fact that he could be an okay fifth to sixth option, I like that about him. Uh, Jared Wertho says, best two players to bring in for round 17. Also, better to bring in forwards, halves, or backs. I think you want to be going with the guys that have the high ceilings that can get you up the leaderboard if you're there or thereabouts, or if you're in a head-to-head matchup, you need to get that pod move that could could shoot you up. Uh, I think going those try-scoring outside backs is the way to go. Uh, C 22 is it worth going Brayley to Thompson via Cheese for his dual flexibility? Any other dual front row forward to RFs? Man, I've been pretty clear this episode about Luke Thompson. I think the numbers just aren't there with the output that Josh Jackson has coming back. I think that's going to really affect his sort of relevance moving forward. Uh, I mean, Luke Thompson, for me, it's a luxury trade-out. I wouldn't be bringing him in at all. Uh, Riley Martin says, Teddy or Ponga, is it worth burning a trade if you've got only a few left? I think you need two solid fullbacks. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd be burning trades to get your fullbacks in because they are, are crucial in my opinion. Max Smart, regular contributor, asks, do we trust Maddo enough to bring him back in? I think it's a case of Brad Arthur, man. Like, uh, Maddo played 80 on the weekend and looked very, very sexy in doing so. 
just looking at his stats, he scored 70 points in 75 minutes. Not 80, but 75. Um, yeah, still happy with that output, but if you're not... Obviously, you're not bringing him in this week because of the buy, but if you've got enough trades up your sleeve, yeah, probably look at bringing him back in, um, but it's one of those luxury things that just be prepared. The minutes maybe might go down. Uh, Ha says, I'm completely fucked this week. Mate, I think a lot of us are. Not a question, just a pretty true statement, statement that uh, I enjoyed having a bit of a chuckle to. Sweeper Nader asked, who do you think the best replacement for Simonson is? It depends on your cash, man. If you've got the cash to go Garrick, obviously go Garrick, but not a lot of people do. I uh, still rate Jesse Ramian highly as a, as a good base at uh, center wing. Looks pretty damaging. Um, Katoni Stags as well when the buy round is over. They have an okay run for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but apart from that, man, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty high on Daniel Tupo personally. Trading out current, and I need one more for round 17, Thompson or Tupanua. Man, this comes from Dane G 19 I think you're at pretty shit creek if those are the two options you've got to bring in. I, I don't feel sorry for you at all. Tupanua just doesn't do enough work for me. And Thompson, as I said, it's just really fallen off a cliff. I, out of those two, I'd go Thompson just because of the consistency personally. Uh, Rainier Proctor says, what to do with Nico Hines? I think Tom Sankster made a pretty good point on this, and I don't normally compliment him all too often, so it must be good. But I like the idea of him saying that you don't care about the money that Nico Hines is going to lose. You have him for the points. So I think the play with Hines is just to hold him up until Ryan Pappenhausen is back. Uh, I think the the hundreds that he's going to get you is just too valuable to not um, hold on to. Uh, and Life's Peachy says, do you think Luai is worth holding? Yes. I don't see the point in trading him out as we touched on. Uh, I think Jerome Luai just... We know that he can turn it on when need be. Uh, unfortunately, it just hasn't been in recent weeks. And, and I think that it's only a couple of weeks until it turns around. And I just for sub 400k that he's sitting at right now, I just don't see the value in trading him out personally. Unless you're going to go to an SJ or a Cody Kareem or someone like that via some some uh, some other positions to get you some cash. Uh, moving into what my trades are going to be, I'm going to be trading out uh, Dane Laurie and Bally Simmonson. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty set on that. Uh, in terms of what I want to do. And I'm bringing in Reese Walsh, as I said, as a bit of a pod move. Uh, I was tossing up between him and Ponga, but the fact Ponga didn't goal kick on the weekend did worry me a little bit. Um, and I think for the money that I'd rather say, I'd just go uh, Reese Walsh and bring in Daniel Tupo as well. 242k in the bank with three trades left in hand. I really wanted to get in um, David Fafita, but I think that's looking more and more unlikely unless I leave myself with one trade, which is not ideal for the run home. So uh, we'll see what happens moving forward if we can survive off that, but I doubt it. Uh, as I said, I waved the white flag many, many months ago, but still uh, still hanging in there to give you guys something to follow. But for now, that's going to be everything, guys. Good luck for the buy round. Uh, for yous asking me what a VC loophole is, you pretty much get a free loop this week uh, for the newer players. A VC loophole is where you... Get your VC score as a captain by putting the captain's armband on a non-scoring player. So, for example, if you have Ruben Garrick and you put the vice-captaincy on him for uh, the first game of the week and he scores 130 or whatever, um, you can definitely just put the captaincy on someone that isn't going to play and then, therefore, you get Ruben Garrick's score doubled. Uh, That is what a VC loophole is for you guys that are new. Hopefully, it made some sense. But for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer.